Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. I will rise, I will rise. I will rise, I will rise. I will rise, I will rise. Well, it was like somebody knew how to cripple me with a perfect plan to break my belief. Take me piece by piece till my faith was all but gone. Me down so far that I couldn't get up, but face down in the dirt, I heard the voice of love saying, Do not fear, you won't be here for long. I will rise again, I will rise again. I believe, I believe that I had to break so love could make me whole, but I will rise again, stronger in the end. I believe, I believe. A brand new day, a love that saves, so I can't say Hills, mm. and happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. 
Happy Easter. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to our visitors. We're glad that you're here to share Easter Sunday with us. Those of you here in person and those at home online with us. If you're visiting here for the first time in person, please pick up a visitor's packet outside the sanctuary there on the table. We hope you'll enjoy yourself here today and that perhaps you'll come again. Please join us after service in the social hall for fellowship and some amazing refreshments and delicious homemade snacks. Our hospitality team is the best. Yes, yes. They're sitting back there. Join Reverend Kelly tomorrow evening from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for critical conversations. These conversations between races are thought-provoking and provide a great opportunity for healing, for deeper understanding, and ultimately change in our world. To join the conversation, just click the link on our website. Everyone is welcome. Invite your friends. Are you feeling a little stressed? Stress no more. <laughs> the men's and women's groups will meet together on Sunday, April 16th at 11.45 in the social hall. They will be joined by Elmarie Elmer Newson, who will facilitate a self-healing relaxation technique that can relieve, relieve your anxiety. This technique involves the use of your hands on your own body. So do... <laughs> I thought I would say that on your own body. <laughs> but due to the releasing of toxins, it's important that you bring water to drink at the end of the session. Everyone is welcome. Seems like everyone is welcome to everything yes. we do. Yes. Spring has sprung, and so has the weeds and the, <laughs> and the buried debris from the fall and winter months. So bring your tools, your yard tools, your, your clippers, your saws, your rakes, your shovels, your wheelbarrows, your gloves, and even some garbage bags too. Our front yard and grounds beautification begins on Saturday, April 29th from 12 noon to 4 p.m. All ages are welcome, 9 to 99. <laughs> UFH Ukulele's first meeting, lesson, and play is Sunday, April 23rd at 11.15 in room 9. That's Nick's old office, okay? So bring your ukulele or your voice or bring both. The stewards training for, this stewards, for the steward team that was previously scheduled has been canceled and will be rescheduled at a later date. Reverend Kelly will facilitate a seven-week class from Emily Cady's book, How I Used Truth, beginning May 2nd through June, 20, June 13th, from 6.30 p.m. to 8.45 p.m. Discover how your life can be transformed by the power of thoughts and beliefs, how to find the truth in your heart, and how to apply these truths in every area of your life. To sign up for the class, please email senior minister at ufh.com. The required textbook 
is How I Used Truth by Emily Cady. Love offering on a donate, donations on a love offering basis. Our capital, capital campaign fundraiser for this month is appropriately named April's Not Fooling because we have an anonymous supporter who's not fooling. For every $1,000 or more capital campaign donation you make above your regular monthly donation or tithe, this anonymous supporter will match with a $1,000 donation. Now, don't think if you give 2,000, you can do that, but you'll only get $1,000 match. <laughs> the challenge ends on April 30th. Reverend Kelly and the fundraiser committee, <laughs> thank you for your support and participation in the directory fundraiser. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It has been an overwhelming success. We believe that we have received all of the names of UFH membership who want to be or who do, who do not want to be listed in the directory. If you didn't give us the information, today is the last day. If you just check with one of the committee members and let us have it. Our special, uh, oh, there are some other special surprises inside the directory. We are excited. We think you will be well pleased and excited too. And we can't wait to present the directory to you on Sunday, April the 30th. Hey, listen, we did this in a month. Yeah. It's time, okay? Yeah. Our special contest winner of $100 with the most business ads or cards for the directory is Eileen Lindbergh. <laughs> I don't have the $100 up here. <laughs> congratulations, congratulations, Eileen, and thank you so much for your support. Thank you. Our Daily Word uh, one-year subscription, subscription winner is Jeannie Finnegan. So Jeannie, <laughs> thank you, and your Daily Word is on the way. Oh, I should have mentioned about the capital campaign. We have raised $15,246.47. Sharon Lewis is our prayer chaplain today, and she'll be available to pray with you over by the patio doors there. And as Reverend Kelly says, get out of here, you don't... <laughs> You don't have to go home, but get out of here so Sharon can have some sacred space here. But go downstairs, don't go home. <laughs> to stay abreast of our activities and upcoming events, please visit unityfh.com or check out our Facebook page or read through the newsletter that's emailed every Friday. And now, as the music team sings, Surely the Presence, let us prepare our hearts and minds to hear the daily word, our opening prayer and meditation. Thank you.
morning, everyone. Happy Easter. Oh, Melanie. Hey, Melanie. Oh, good to see some new faces. I mean, some old faces who, not old people faces, but faces. (laughs) Open mouth, insert foot. (laughs) Good to see you. Ah, so nice. So nice to see you so full. It's interesting. I come in and it's empty. I sit down, I come up and it's full. (laughs) I love it, I love it, I love it. Okay, so this is the moment of reading the daily word. So if you'd like, you can gently close your eyes to listen, or you can just listen with your eyes open. It's up to you. Sunday, April 9th, 2023. Today's daily word is Easter. And we affirm, I am resurrected through the power of the Christ. Our message reads, on this glorious Easter day, I am resurrected and brimming with new life. The stones of defeat and limitations have rolled away. I am free and unlimited. Throughout my Lenten journey, I heeded the call of my soul to recognize the stones in my consciousness and awaken to the infinite potential within me. I can now rejoice in the shimmering light of awareness with an open, joyful heart. My faith is strong, and I am ablaze with the radiance of spirit. I welcome eternal, indwelling life into my mind and heart. Hope never dies. Jesus transcended death and demonstrated life is eternal. With a grateful heart, I rise up and claim new life. I am resurrected through the indwelling Christ. It is a new dawn, a new day, a new beginning. I have risen. Our Bible verse for today is from John 11, verse 25. I am the, lo- the resurrection and the life. Let us pray. So with our eyes gently closed, I invite you to take a deep breath. Let your attention flow from your head down into the center of your chest. This is our heart center, where our relationship with God meets and intersects our relationship with ourself and each other. Take another deep breath as if you're breathing in love from the center of your chest. And exhale love out into the world from the center of your chest. As we tune into the divine presence of God within and open our minds and our hearts to pray. Mother, Father, everything God as we tune into your divine presence within we acknowledge you to be that one power that one presence that one activity that is active in our lives and in the universe God the good omnipotent we thank you for your divine gift of love that loves, supports us and is always there with us no matter what We thank you for this day to celebrate the resurrection and what it all means, the resurrection and the life. We surrender what we think we know about today. We allow ourselves to open up and anticipate a brand new understanding that ignites the word in our hearts so deeply that it shines brightly within our face, our minds, our hearts, and our very actions. And we thank you that 
this day, this moment, this beautiful expression of the resurrection is being celebrated everywhere all around the world. So we are on one accord. And as brothers and sisters in Christ, we walk on one accord in the expression of love and light and a higher awareness of our relationship with you. And so just for a little bit, let us just sit in the feeling of love and just let it resonate deeply within your heart. And with every deep, gentle breath you take in, be as if you're breathing in love. And with every breath that you exhale, let it be that you send love out into the world. God, we thank you. We thank you for the not only being the presence within us, but for giving us the ability to use your presence to transform, transcend, and ascend in a higher consciousness of the kingdom of God within. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And as we pray, we lift this prayer in the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ. And so it is. Amen. All righty. Now let us go ahead and affirm our statement of being. Ah, together, God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us affirm our growth affirmation together with some gusto, like we know that what we're affirming is coming true. Amen? Amen. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers and teachers of unity truth, fills our halls with hearts of love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Thank you. One power, one power.
one power invisible and you see it everywhere and every day one power indescribable and you speak of it with every word you say mysterious until you know the truth as the love inside of you call it God call it spirit call it Jesus call it Lord call it Buddha Baha'u'llah angels wings or heaven's door but whatever name you give it it's all one power, can't you see? It's the power of the love in you and me. One power, one power, one power. We speak so many languages. Different clothing, different colors, different names. But different is only dangerous when we forget that in the heart we're all the same. And we'll remember when we close our eyes to see that such distances were Of sleep, it's the anger we abandon. 
and Michael's face didn't even turn pink. That was sweet business. I love that song. Woo! Let's give them another hand. One power. Oh my goodness, that is sweet business. Ah, I'm going to say it. Y'all just going to get tired of hearing me say, we got the baddest band in unity. Amen? There's some sweet business. <clears throat> 198 carts of food and filled up 12 huge bins of food for that organization. I want to give them a hand. And then yesterday, we had our Easter egg hunt. And <laughs> woo to the wee. <laughs> it was some sweet business. I'm telling you, uh, Miss Eileen is the promoting queen. We had over 290 kids there. About more, more than three around for you. So if you didn't get a little Easter egg when you got came in, get a little Easter egg when you leave out. Take your candy out and recycle the shells. <laughs> I was walking around. You can give me your shells. You can give me your shells. Good idea. They're plastic. You can use them again. But I just wanted to acknowledge those who were here yesterday for the Easter egg hunt. Can we give them a hand too? And we got some sweet ideas for next year. It's going to be even better next year. So I, I'm just excited about what our church is doing. I think if I could, maybe I can say that we had a resurrection at our church. Would that be a good thing to say at our church? We've had a resurrection at our church. And I say that because when I came here, there were only like maybe 14 to 20 at the most people showing up for church because the church had split. Um, which is not a bad thing when church splits because when you have, uh, don't, don't have a meeting of the minds, where you go and you meet somewhere else and you grow there, right? <clears throat> and so that's what they had done when I had gotten here. So now when you look around, look around the room, y'all. You see 14 people. You see more than that, right? Isn't that sweet business? We've resurrected, y'all. I'm just saying. <clears throat> and Lauren asked me on Good Friday, he was asking me, so well, do you see us staying here? And I don't see us staying in this church even lo longer. So y'all hold the vision with me that we're going to be in a bigger church that's ADA compliant and still has fr freeway friendly and preferably in Farmington Hills. But I'm seeing that not only are we going to resurrect, we're going to move in a, a greater, grander life in a bigger church. So I'm excited about that as well. <clears throat> Today's talk title is called The Resurrection and the Life. <clears throat> In John 11, verses 23 to 27, this is the story of the raising of Lazarus. And Jesus, when he heard that Lazarus was ill, when his sisters showed him, uh, told him about it, he, was, he had gone away for a little bit because it was some stuff brewing, and it wasn't quite time for him to be arrested yet. So he left for a little bit, and during that time, he was told that Lazarus was... Um, gravely ill, and he uh, waited four days to come back. And, it, and it's interesting, this story, how it's connected to the resurrection and the life. So as I've been sitting with this, I was just um, letting it brew in. So we're going to read this, and we're going to dive into it. <clears throat> and this piece is after he's gotten there, and uh, Martha comes to see him. Verse 23 in uh, John chapter 11. Let's make sure. Jesus told her, 
Your brother will, will rise again. Yes, Martha said. He will rise when everyone uh, else rises at the, day, the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone will live in me, everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Then he asked, do you believe, in, do you believe this, Martha? Martha says, yes, Lord, she told him. I've always believed you. I've always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. I'm asking you, do you believe it? Like Pastor Story, do you believe it? Jesus says that he is the resurrection and the life. But do you really believe? Do you know what it is, even if you believe it, that you're believing in? Let me go into prayer, and then we'll start. <clears throat> so God, I surrender myself to you to be my ves the, your vessel of this message. As usual, you always fill me up when I come up here, and I see and feel things changing from what it is that I thought you were going to have me say. So we're just going to let it flow, and I'll be open and submissive. I surrender my human that the spirit may come forth. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. So now this is deep business because as he did this, um, he, he, did literally, he did end up raising Lazarus. As a matter of fact, Jesus raised four people during his life. <clears throat> he raised the widow who is the son of, I mean, the son of a widow. He raised Lazarus, and he also raised a 12-year-old girl. And then the fourth person that he raised was himself. But there's a difference in the situation that happened because when he raised Lazarus and when he raised the little girl and he, when he raised the widow's son, it was more of, it was miraculous. It was more of a resuscitation. A resuscitation. Sometimes I get tongue twisted. There's a difference between resuscitation and resurrection. And there's a deep business in there that we're going to dive into. Because as Jesus talks to Mary, and he's talking, I mean Martha, and he's telling her, I am the resurrection and the life. He's not talking in that moment about his personality self. Remember we said there's different versions of Jesus that are uh, explained in the Bible. You got Jesus who is the human the per human personality, Jesus of Nazareth, who was the man. And then you have the Christ, which is that Son of God, spiritual expression in each one of us. And then you have Jesus Christ, which is when your personality, human side, becomes aware of and realizes and starts having a relationship with the Spirit in yourself, the God, the Son of God. Does that make sense to everybody? You guys getting that? Yeah. And then you have the Christ Jesus, which means that that Christ self, that son of God, begins to lead the personality. And that was what Jesus was representing when he had his, made his triumphant entrance into Jerusalem. It was that the spirit was leading the human. That those animal instincts, those animal parts of us that want to react are led by the spirit part of us that wants to think first, be first, and then respond. Is that making sense? Yeah. It is from that part of our, our consciousness that we do the healing work, that we did the healing work on Good Friday, 
that allows us to move into a deeper healing work of Resurrection Sunday. And so we're going to go deep into that because the difference between the resurrection and a uh, resuscitation is that the course, life comes back in the course in a resuscitation, but it comes back in the natural, ordinary, uh, regular, you go, you go back into your regular life. And you can die again. When Jesus resurrected himself, when he said, I am the resurrection and the life, he meant the power in me that never dies. And when you believe in the power in you that never dies, and the difference between, the, he had to do it for himself because it is easier for us to resurrect, to uh, resuscitate someone and move us into a space of resuscitating someone than it is for us to resurrect ourselves. We'll go deeper in that in a second. One of the things that is the foundation of first century Judaism that, that really meant something deep for them that was hard for them to understand is that they kept thinking that life came after death. And so the idea of being resurrected in life and your body coming back, when Jesus says, I will um, kill this temple, let's see, in, in John chapter 2, verse 19, Jesus says, I'm just going to use it from here. Because the, um, the religious teachers and the Pharisees and the Sadducees are trying to trip them up. Show us a miracle so that we can see your authority and believe in your authority. Jesus goes, all right. Verse uh, 2, uh, cha uh, John chapter 2, verse 19. All right, he replies, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Now in verse 2, and the two, a little bit further on in verse 21, it says that he's stating this because... By his temple, he's meaning his body. But he's not just meaning that he's going to resurrect his body, and that's it. He's meaning that he's going to resurrect his body to the consciousness that it will be so heightened in the spirit of Christ that it will never die again. Do you get this? Even near-death experiences are not resurrections. They're re uh, resuscitations when the body comes back, when it's not your time yet, and you are born again, you are re uh, visit, your, your spirit comes back into your body, but you still will die again. We have a plan over our life that was there when Adam and Eve were created. We were created to never need uh, resurrection in the first place. We were created with eternal life. We were created that these bodies would live on and we have permission to give up the spirit or not. That's the power we were given. Weren't we created in God's image and likeness? Oh, only a few of you? Okay. I'll ask the question again. On Resurrection Sunday, I asked the question and only a few of you were. Okay, let me get in the. Weren't we created in God's image and likeness? Yes. Thank you. Woo. Y'all working me today. Now, there are some people here who may be brand new, but the rest of y'all are not brand new. <laughs> so you can claim it, even if you don't truly believe it, you can claim it because claiming it gives the power to resurrect it in you to where you get to the space where you never doubt it again. Does that make sense, everybody? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so when Adam and Eve 
ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that brought duality into consciousness and it infiltrated our, our, the spirit of our body. Your body has its own consciousness. It infiltrated your, the spirit, the consciousness of your body was the consciousness of limitation and lack and death. Does that make sense? Jesus is called the second Adam, the spiritual Adam, because Jesus came to give us back and I, the, the pathway into being the eternal we're created to be that even supersedes the body. Now there's, but we just, I said it on Good Friday, we just studied a book called The Celestine Prophecy, and there's an, it's eight insights in there, which are probably, it's a fiction book, but it's a pretty deep, the, the insights are pretty deep in there. The last insight is talking about raising your body up to the frequency where you can literally disappear. Where you can w transform, walk through, and you, you supersede the limitations of physical law. Don't you know that you have the power to supersede the limitations of your body, your flesh? That when Jesus was up on the cross feeling that pain, like he literally felt that that was the worst death you can have, which is why the Romans used it. That as he was going through that process, and as we went through the process on Good Friday, of spiritualizing those weaknesses of our consciousness, those things that are holding us back, we're rising your consciousness up to a higher level. Don't you know every time you do that, you raise in frequency the vibration of your very flesh? Did you know that your flesh has its own consciousness and energy? Did you know that? Did you know that that's why, thank you, Deborah. Did you know that that's why infrared lights can see you? Because you give off an energy, you give off light. And those of us who have the eyes to see, who can see people's auras, we see that light. We're created to supersede any form of limitation. The resurrection and the life is in each and every one of you. I want you to get that deeply. That every time we go through a resurrection Sunday, we rise up to a higher consciousness of never, ever needing to experience illness or death, ever. Like for real. Do you get that? Can you think, of, can you just imagine being in that space where you have permission over your body to commend your spirit into, into the hands of God, the spiritual realm of God, and then bring it back into your body again? Like, let that sit for a second. And then when you do, your body is so powerful that you can walk through, you can become one with and walk through, I'm not going to do it, y'all, a wall. <laughs> it would have freaked you out if I'd have walked right through the wall and came back in. But I'm trying to get there. Stay with me long enough, you're going to see me. <laughs> the, the difference between what we usually think about that Jesus is going to be, you know, his spirit, his soul is eternal. His spirit is eternal. He will always be eternal alive after the resurrection. There's a difference there. When we look at Matthew, 
chapter 28, verses 1 through 7, which is the resurrection. And, and this is so powerful, it's in every single one of the Gospels. I'm going to read this. And I want you to just close your eyes and hear this. Let this story come to your mind, the Easter resurrection story. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Ma Marys went outside, out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his, clothes, his clothing was white as snow. The guards shook their, with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a deep faint, a dead faint. When the angel spoke to the woman, it said, don't be afraid. I know you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said he would. Come see where his body was lying, and now go quickly to tell the disciples that he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of them to Galilee. You will see him there. And he says, remember what I have told you. Now just think about that. Just imagine that with your eyes closed. That Mary, the, um, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary go to prepare Jesus' body. And as they get to the tomb, the stone is still in front of the tomb. They're anticipating that when that stone is removed, they can see Jesus. But the stone is there, and they have no way of moving that stone. All of a sudden, there's an earthquake, and an angel comes down and shifts the stone away and sits on it. Imagine that being you. Imagine that being you going to the heart, your own heart, going to prepare your heart to rise up and you get there and there's a stone in front of your heart an angel comes down and shifts that stone away and asks you to go inside and look where your heart used to be because it has risen to a higher vibration let that sink in deeply how they must have felt Going and seeing that space, the garments that he was wrapped in were there, but Jesus' body was not there. Now you can open your eyes. That's the difference between the raising up that Jesus did outside of himself versus the resurrection that Jesus did within himself. There was a body there that was resurrected when life came back in and went to ordinary, ordinary regular life. But there was no longer a body in that tomb of material consciousness. It had transcended and walked through the consciousness of the material. It had risen to a higher vibration of consciousness. So the difference is that as we move into a state of resurrection, our minds move past the limitations that we were holding back, holding ourselves back with. The resurrection is rising up to the consciousness of your generation 
the consciousness of your genesis, what you were, the potential you were when you were conceived in God's mind, the consciousness of God. Now, because of Adam and Eve eating of the tree, of the knowledge of good and evil, the moment you start hearing no and that you're restricted in one way or another, you've introduced in your body the consciousness of death, the consciousness of the third-dimensional realm of limitation and separation. But there's a plan on your life, and Jesus came to move us into the higher vibration of that. There's a plan on your life and my life. That every single time we resurrect our consciousness, bring our consciousness into a higher expression of God, there will no longer be material in the tomb. You will have transcended the tomb, the limitation consciousness within you. We are here to be light vessels of God. Do you get that? A light vessel of God is a spiritual expression of God that supersedes any limitation of the human. The song says, I will rise again, and then I will rise, I will rise, and then I will rise again. I will rise, I will rise. You will be resurrected into a deeper consciousness of God. Yes? yes. Are you ready to transcend the idea of lack? Yes? Are you ready to step into the, I won't even say unlimited, the abundant, abundant prosperous potential that you are? Yes? Well, in this consciousness, in this truth, it is time that we've already done Crucifixion Friday. We, we crossed out that attachment to what we thought we were. And we're stepping in today and rising up today and walking today and living today and believing today. He said to believe and to live in it. The truth of who you are today is that you are super beings in this world. You are not just human. You are human beings that are connected. It's a being there. So you are spiritual beings in a human flesh here to supersede the human limitations to be the expression of the resurrection and the life. Now, we have to have resurrection in order to have life on the consciousness of God because we have these minds of limitation. I release this mind of limitation together. I release this mind of limitation. I walk in the resurrection of truth together. I walk in the resurrection of truth. I let go of illness. I let go of lack. I let go of limitation. I am worthy to be the presence of the God in me. I am the resurrection. I am life. I am the power of God, and I am ready to demonstrate that today. Put your hand over your heart <laughs> and say, Happy Easter to me. I am the resurrection and the life. I am. I am. I am. Amen. That's it. I'm done.
Do you guys feel revved up? Yes. Woo! I do too. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. This may, I, 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 I'm just, I'm tongue-tied. <laughs> I said, that's all, folks. I'm just <laughs> Got to unravel my tongue somehow. <laughs> oh my gosh, it turned out differently today. And I'm in a spirit of knowing that inspiration is what God wanted me to lead today instead of more teaching, just inspiration. So I'm excited about that. So let's close our eyes and go into a consciousness of feeling what you feel led to give for your love offering today. Take a deep breath in a spirit of prosperity and abundance. With right, righteous giving in your heart, open to celebrate who you are today. And take another deep breath, thanking God that you have it to give. And let's go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. If you need your eye to open your eyes, do so. Together, divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. I say kiss it with a amen. <laughs> let's stand up so we can do our prayer for protection together. And then afterwards, we're going to sing the peace song. Oh, man. Um, as we're praying this prayer, wow, it's so good to see the sanctuary. It's so full. As we're praying this prayer, know that you're praying it from the resurrected consciousness. Do you get that? You cannot go back to being the way you were before. Oh, hey, Kai and Micaiah, Kylie. I'm sorry. That was a squirrel moment. Okay, go back. <laughs> You cannot go back to who you were now that you've resurrected into the new life. Go forth with a consciousness of knowing who you are. If you're doubting it, just, blank, just deny the power of that doubt and be the truth. This is important, y'all, for real, for real, because we're raising the consciousness of this world. Do you get that? Okay, so let's go ahead and say this, knowing that what we're saying is the truth. Together, the light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well.
Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.